0: You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese. so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much.
1: Welcome to Tabletop Arcanum, we're your hosts, Justin and Ricky. And today we are going to talk to you about Immersive battle maps. Miaro Studios.
0: Seen them a couple times and they've got a couple volumes of this, but we got our hands on volume one. So let's take a little bit of a look at it. This is a lot like our prior episode about Loki battle maps. So it's just mm-hmm. another company that does a very similar product. But the idea is it's a nice big oversized, what is it? Oh. The book itself is 11 by 17, but then opens up and lays flat. The mats themselves are 22 by 17. So the Going off of D&D 5E, 110 feet by 85 feet. Nice big mats. You can actually do quite a bit with them. And it's got a lot in one big book, which is actually pretty impressive.
1: So yeah, you got 31 separate maps in it. Pretty much any kind of map you can think of. So first impressions,
0: it's a big book. However, because it's 11 inches deep, it's not really any deeper than your standard like RPG book. It's mm-hmm. just taller. Bookshelf space might become a little bit of an issue, but other than that, it's this nice flat binding, lace Mm -hmm. flat, kind of like those flat photo books. I like it for that. Because that's what you want if you're going to have a book for your maps is you don't want your map to be slightly tilted and all the minis just to slide mm-hmm. left.
1: The pages are nice and thick, so it doesn't even bow out. When you lay it flat, it's, it's generally flat.
0: You might need to give it some time to, like, wear in a little bit with mm-hmm. some of the binding and some of the pages, but, like, put a couple minis on there. They're not going anywhere. They got the one-inch grid throughout the entire thing, so that's overlaid already for you. So let's talk about some good stuff about this thing. It's got a lot of maps and they're contrasted and they're varied and it's all high fantasy or or fantasy. So Mm -hmm. this is not a sci-fi book. Now I can think of some clever uses for some of the maps in like a sci-fi world or like a Stargate or modern world, Mm -hmm. some of them what's going to be useful. But this is going to be primarily your Pathfinder, D&D, fantasy, RPGs. But yeah, you can think of a lot of the iconic potential encounter spaces, and you've got something. You've got taverns, you've got streets, you've got rooftops, you've got sewers, you've got dungeons, you've got caves.
1: Underwater. Yeah,
0: underwater sunken ship, reef looking area, cathedral. But they also have some nice ones that are like an open field mm. and generic dungeon floor. Even the rooftops are pretty, like, it's just rooftops. Nothing crazy going on. So while there's, what do we say, 31 maps in this, not all of them are so specific that you can't get different uses out of some of the more general ones, and you can leverage those a little bit more. And the dry erase wet erase dry erase so okay yeah so dry erase finish on it that means even on those general ones like a dungeon you can take your dry erase markers like you would on like chess x battle nap and draw your walls and doors and figures and whatever on there too i like it for those aspects what do you
1: like i do like the fact that some of the pages in the book are just straight texture so they have a page that is just brick stonework which like you said you can divvy up into whatever you really want it to be you know they have fields they have open sea but then at the same time they do have a little more specific ones where they have you know like a little camp where there's tents there's supplies everything set up so you can kind of play with it as open or as detailed as you want the art is very nice i am a fan of just how much difference you get in there between all the maps
0: yeah there's a lot of array.
1: There are some things that I would say I'm not the biggest fan of.
0: So we've talked about some of the good stuff. Let's talk about some of the opportunities that could be
1: approved upon or we're not super keen on. When it comes to it laying flat, when you're past probably the first five pages, it's really nice. But if you're trying to use the first map in the book or the last map in the book, the spine kind of makes it stick up a little funny. You're going to have to put something on there. As well as, like you said, it's about the width of a normal player's handbook, but it is very tough trying to fit this into a standard backpack is going to be a little bit more tough
0: yeah especially most like bigger laptops don't fit and this is like bigger than most laptops so yeah it doesn't seem to be as portable as I would like it to be in that sense I think this is a great at home book for that aspect while I like the idea of a really big book to play on even while traveling as a traveling jam, I agree that it is a little too tall for that aspect. And I agree that it doesn't open and lay super flat. Those edge pages, like first four, last four, give or take. And there's no way to customize the order because it's all bound. If it was a spiral bound, like flip it over and take some of those front pages to the back, even it up where it'll just lay fine. One thing I'm not a big fan of, it is super heavy cardstock, So the book itself is actually kind of hefty. If you haven't gone digital with some of your books through D&D and Beyond or PDFs or something of that nature, you're carrying around like your player's handbook, your Dungeon Master Guide, your Monster Manual, plus whatever other notes, mm-hmm. laptop, whatever else you've got with you, dice, minis, and this thing. It's a lot of extra weight and it's large, like you said, too, so... Is it a terrible thing? No, but I don't see myself traveling with this book unless it's something I know I'm going to use that night for sure. This is not something I'm going to carry around with the off chance random encounter of like, oh well if the players go this way then I can you know leverage this book or whatever. So it is pretty and I really appreciate how varied the maps are in a book. One Some near. of them are light and dark. That's the other thing I was not a fan of. You're, you just flip between two of them here. So one is like this glacier ice shelf. You can see the grid on it. Very nice. It's not too detractive, but I can tell you where the grid is compared to the rooftop, which is nice and dark. It looks thematic, but I can almost not tell you where the one inch grid is.
1: They used a gray that is very similar to a lot of the gray in the tiles. So in some points on the lighter gray tiles, it literally just blends in, which makes it a little rough. I would have also liked a little continuity between the maps. So like we have one that looks like a stadium.
0: Stadium, gladiatorial arena.
1: I would have liked to have something that was like hallways or anything leading up to it so Mm. that if you're playing with someone, it's just, okay, flip to the next map. Now we are here.
0: See, and that's where, like, a themed book, I think, can do that a lot better. It's not bad, but it's the shotgun effect of, like, here's a little bit of everything. But because it's a little bit of everything, it's kind of all over the place Mm -hmm. as you flip from page to page. Take it or leave it at that point. But I I definitely, if it was more focused, I think what you're describing would be way better uh, of a layout. I like it for what it is. It just, I don't know if it has all the uses I would like out of it, mm. if that makes sense. Like I feel like it's focused and geared for like a traveler, and it just doesn't do things I would want as a traveling GM. At home GM, I would be more inclined to building scenery. But if you're not that type of GM, then this might be your solution to mm-hmm. get off of the generic Chessex mats and into something a little bit more detailed.
1: If you want to have a little more imagination without putting in the effort and having to build it yourself, it does help with that, where you just say, okay, we're in a tavern. This is a tavern. Go. That's how it's set up.
0: So I would definitely recommend this for someone who doesn't want to do the creative build-your-own-scenery and stuff for your at-home table for a bunch of different options. I do like the size of it for that matter, too, in that sense of, like, this is 22 by 17. It's not going to dominate a gaming table. Now if you have an oversized table in a big group, it may seem a little small on that, but for most, like, kitchen table games, this will be very good. Games at a con, like, Mm. this is a good size. You don't want to go much bigger than that because you don't have all that size. I would caution the Traveling GM to pick this up. If you think you can use it and you don't mind the extra weight and stuff to carry around, okay. But I would definitely caution the Traveling Jam that this may not be a, the solution you're looking for.
1: I would also suggest this for anyone who wants to pretty much homebrew their own scenarios. or oh, yeah. wants a little kick in the right direction. Yeah, like, I point. think a
0: lot about it, too. Of like, I would personally leverage this in a homebrew game or as random encounters in a modular game. And think of, like, I would open up a page and go, let's see, what am I opening up to? Looks like a market. Okay, what can I do in a market like this? Mm -hmm. And then, like, design an encounter around this art and this piece. Because that'll give my players more immersion, in my opinion. There's rooftops in the corners, so is there, like, ambushers leaning on the rooftops, waiting to attack the party in, like, a farmer's market sort of deal. It's already inspiring me for some really cool encounter sets. And I'd love it for that. So, overall thoughts? I like it for some things. I think it can be improved in other categories. It's not a perfect solution, but it is a solution.
1: I'm going to just double down on that. Very applicable in some ways, not so applicable in other ways. It scratches certain itches, but also can be a hindrance in others.
0: So they've got two books right now. So this is volume one, there's volume two, but they also have sticker pages that you can get for it too. So you can actually edit the map and put stickers on it, which is honestly, that's a seller for me mm-hmm. <laughs> to be able to easily edit your map like that. They do also have sci-fi uh, as well, so you can get options there. I haven't seen the sci-fi book, so I can't really speak to the maps themselves. The one thing I will say that was really interesting, Yarrow Studios did on Kickstarter a while ago, was their Infinite Dungeon Scroll.
1: That looks really cool.
0: I think that might be a little bit of a better solution for Traveling GM. But then again, you're also looking at a long scroll. Mm. So you've got a very linear thought on it. And again, the art on the map will inspire you to build something. It is not going to be one of those like, I'm running Dungeon of the Mad Mage or whatever module you want. And this is going to fulfill that need. This is for your homebrew game, or your one-offs
1: so yeah that's it for our view of immersive battle maps make sure to follow us on all the socials we have the twitter facebook instagram we're definitely doing more on twitch and youtube Mm -hmm. if you want to get live updates make sure to tip 20 percent or higher when you go out to eat when you inevitably go back out to eat or your delivery driver oh yeah delivery driver exactly Mm -hmm. beautiful as always this has been justin and ricky happy gaming
0: Tabletop Arcanum hosted by Justin Taylor and Richard Geese and featuring the original music by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert you can follow us on most social media platforms please don't forget to like subscribe and leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts as always thanks for listening